In this episode, we're going to talk about how to skyrocket your lead generation through LinkedIn. We're going to talk to a marketing and LinkedIn expert on how to make your LinkedIn profile attractive to get more leads and get more business. This is P is for Profit. You're listening to the P is for Profit podcast with Adam Lean, where it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep and how much freedom you enjoy. Welcome to P is for Profit. My name is Adam Lean, and I, along with the rest of the team at the CFO Project, are passionate about helping business owners improve the profitability of their business. My guest today is Tracy Enos. She has consulted with thousands of business owners and sales teams on how to use LinkedIn to generate leads and become the authority in their industry and stay front of mind with their clients. Tracy, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to learn more about you and learn how you how you do this with LinkedIn generating gener- generating leads and and becoming an authority. But uh, before we dive in, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this. Well, um, like many probably listening to this podcast, um, I was a product of the financial housing crisis back in 08, 07, 08. And I was working for National City Bank at the time, and I was doing loans. And I was also, also had my real estate license, and I was down in the Branson area, although our office was out of Leewood, Kansas. But mm-hmm. I got to work out of my house. That's another story, but <laughs> for another <laughs> time how I got to work out of my house. But um, anyway, so, you know, uh, National City Bank was one of those banks that didn't get um, bailed out by the government. And so PNC Mortgage bought them out, fired everybody. <laughs> so oh I my lost goodness. my job. Yeah. And so, um, and that happened in like uh, October of 2008. It was pretty bad, and I couldn't find a job. Uh, no one was hiring, not at least down in the Branson area. And real estate took a huge nosedive, and we had like 18 months of inventory because it's a second home area, oh. not typically a primary home area. Right. And so, yeah, it was very difficult. So I moved back up here to Kansas City, and I've been here ever since, since 2009. And um, took my real estate license, and I became the managing broker of an office. And we did a lot of foreclosures, like HUD, um, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. So we were what they call a master lister. But then when, you know, the housing market improved, uh, the owner of the company, she shut her doors. And she went over to Keller Williams, and she wanted me to be her buyer's agent. So that would mean I'd have to pay two people's fees, Keller Williams' fees and her fees. I was like... Mm -hmm. See you later. <laughs> Not doing that, you know. Um, so I've sold everything from the two thousand dollar house to the one point two million dollar house on the lake down in Branson. So um, I've I've run the gamut. And so um, my last transaction was in two thousand and eleven, and that took six months to close. And um, actually, I have an article on my LinkedIn profile that talks about this story. And the only money I had left after I paid. Um, Keller Williams fees and all my expenses. Um, I had enough money to go down to Chuck's Boots, which is like a discount, you know, boots and hats and store. And I got a pair of boots and a matching belt. <laughs> That's as much money as I had left, like 200 bucks. It was pretty bad. <laughs> so, and it closed on Valentine's Day. So I went treating myself for Valentine's Day with $200. Um, so I left at that time and, and, um, so I didn't do, I, I referred out some transactions cause I had some people calling me. So that was nice to have a little bit of income and not have to do any work, but I couldn't find a job. 
So through LinkedIn, I actually found a job through um, a healthcare company, not healthcare, a health product company out of Carlsbad, California or San Diego area. And um, I became what they called a uh, promoter. So I did demos for their product in Sam's Club and Costco's. Within two months, I became the regional sales manager for seven states and 83 stores. That's how well I performed. Mm. So um, it was pretty cool. I did a lot of traveling and I didn't spend a whole lot of time partying. You know, you, you do all your reports around the day. I call my kids and then I would go and play in LinkedIn. So I've always been an outside of the box thinker, even in real estate. And we always had systems. And so this is, you know, uh, what I was kind of learning with LinkedIn is, you know, this is, I found my job through LinkedIn, which was pretty cool. Um, and I'd taken some other courses. So I, you know, I played in the platform in the evenings instead of going out and bar hopping like everybody else did. And so um, I got to start learning how to use LinkedIn and it was pretty neat. I got laid off from that job <laughs> within a few months because they had partnered with the second largest pharmaceutical company in the country and they gave them like $3 million and they blew through it in the summer. And so they um, had to let go of most of their um, outside field staff and all of us left except for one person. So, I mean, they fired everybody to, you know, recoup expenses. So I was without a job again. Now, because I was playing in LinkedIn, I'd learned how to, you know, build WordPress websites. I was playing in LinkedIn. I, I knew how to do graphics and set up Facebook, you know, fan pages and all that jazz back then. My sister, um, before she passed away, my sister had done something similar. And so I reached out to her and said, look, I need some help. Um, I can't find a job. I got laid off second time in four years from corporate America. What am I going to do? I'm a single mom. And I'm blowing through my savings. And she says, you know, you've already been doing this and you've been teaching people how to do it for free. She goes, why don't you start your own marketing agency? And in February of 2013, it was official. I started my digital agency and I did what everybody else did. I went to BNI meetings, network meetings, chamber meetings. I was drinking a lot of wine and not getting any business mm. <laughs> in the evenings several times a week, you know. And so um, I would get a, you know, you know, one client here and there, but I just wasn't getting any clients. And so I turned to LinkedIn and I started getting clients like roofing companies, like a big commercial roofer out of Philadelphia and then another uh, digital marketing agency out of Houston. Then I started getting clients in Canada and it was really neat. And then as I was getting these clients in different industries, these clients started coming to me and going, how are you doing this? Because we want to learn how you're doing it so we can do it too. So that's how it kind of dawned into what it was today. And so I had a digital marketing agency. So we were doing, like I said before, building WordPress websites, getting, you know, the clients in Google Maps, setting up their business directory, you know, listings. We were, you know, doing videos. We were setting up their social, doing their LinkedIn. And I'm going to tell you what, I hated every bit of it except <laughs> for the LinkedIn. Because I could go and sell the Dickens out of it, but I hated fulfillment. <laughs> fulfillment was very time consuming and I wasn't making enough money to have, uh, you know, an assistant to help with the fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And so I had, you know, made pretty decent money and I decided I was going to go to a marketing conference in San Diego with a fellow by the name of Mike Koenigs. And I got a hot seat 
and it was the day before my birthday, and um, I had thrown my back out at the Phoenix airport because a gunman had come in, and they they shut down the airport, and I had all this luggage. I had high heels, and I didn't get into you know San Diego until like midnight when they finally opened up the airport. I know, and so I'm walking all over the airport with high heels and this heavy luggage, and I threw my back out. So I get this hot seat, and um. And, I saw have a video of it. It's funny as heck, me trying to get up onto the stage into this high, it's like a bar stool chair, yeah. like a high top chair. <laughs> so, but in seven minutes, they dissected my business and told me, they said, you know what? You need to write a book and you need to do LinkedIn coaching and consulting. That's where your business is at. And you know what? I got home and I um, fired a client and I, worked, um, you know, finished off what I was doing with the rest of my clients that I had. And I've never looked back. I have been doing this for the last seven years. Wow. So, so LinkedIn marketing, coaching, consulting. Mm-hmm. So why? Okay. So let's talk about LinkedIn. Why is LinkedIn uh, preferable other than uh, over like low local networking groups? You mentioned BNI and Chamber and things like that. Why LinkedIn? Well, First and foremost, I mean, you have right now, I think there's 675 million people on the platform worldwide. Um, I think in the U.S., it's up to about 160 million people. If you can't find a client within that, <laughs> those, that amount of people, you're doing something wrong. Absolutely. You know, and you have to understand, too, look, this is you could do this from behind your laptop or your desktop. You know, you have to get ready and dress nice and put your makeup on and travel and to go to all these networking events, you know, and what I found with those networking events, everybody else is there to do the same thing as you to get a client, but everybody's cheap. Yeah. You know, um, and they want to downgrade your, you know, pricing of your services and stuff like that. And I was at a point, you know, when I first started doing LinkedIn profiles, writing them for folks, I charged $300 and I'm still spending the same amount of time today as I did back then writing profiles. It's just a lot of manual work. But, you know, when I went to LinkedIn, I started finding people who actually saw value in the services that we provided and were willing to pay the higher price points than the folks in my backyard who is at these chamber meetings and who were just as broke as I was, you know, and pretty much wanted something for nothing and to pick your brain for free. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so LinkedIn over Facebook, why LinkedIn? Well, LinkedIn was built to be a business platform. I mean, originally when it first rolled out, it was, you know, more on the lines um, meant for, you know, recruiters and staffing agencies and HR folks and whatnot. And and that's still their main revenue today is that's what they call it their talent solutions. Um, But it kind of morphed into when people started using it, they started using it to find clients and build, you know, relationships and referral partners and JV partnerships. And um, I mean, you can find people on there that such as yourself that are podcast hosts or have speaking venues and because it's such a personal touch. And what I like about this is Facebook is business pages. I mean, LinkedIn, I mean, Facebook wants you to pay for everything that you do in Facebook. They're not going to show your stuff. Right. And LinkedIn is starting to do some of that too, but you can't directly outreach to somebody. Now, not back then. You can through the you know messaging app right now, but that doesn't mean that they're going to see that message. You know, it depends on how their notifications are on their phone or their laptop. 
Um, but with, and, and if you look at a, a, a Facebook profile, unless somebody really fills that out, and they've only actually added more to profiles now, nobody really knows anything about you. But in LinkedIn, everything that you do in LinkedIn, I say 99% of all your activities in LinkedIn is tied to your personal profile. So people are going to go and get curious because they see your photo and they see your headline and some of the activity that you're doing or what you're posting or if you're directly outreaching to them to send them a connection request or you're messaging them, they're going to go back and look at your profile and right then and there is where you start to build likability and trust. Mm. People, it's really hard to do business like that in Facebook because Facebook doesn't have profiles per se like LinkedIn does. It gives you an opportunity to get to know somebody without actually communicating with them initially, right? So that's somebody's first impression. You can't do that in Facebook. Facebook actually tried. They did Facebook for business, and I don't think it went anywhere. It didn't go anywhere fast. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but with LinkedIn, you know, um, and LinkedIn being an authority site too, we know we know nowadays that you know there's a lot of word of mouth, and people are going to go Google, right? So let's say, for example, you're looking for a new dentist, and you're probably going to go ask your colleagues, your friends your church family, you know, your family members, you know, who do you go to? And they'll tell you, but what's the first thing you're going to do? Most likely. Are you going to just call them? Are you going to go Google research? Yeah. You're going to go do your research. Absolutely. And with LinkedIn being an authority site, many times a LinkedIn profile and a company page is going to show up before even a person's Facebook profile, Twitter, and even their own website, unless they're spending a lot of money doing SEO. So that's really cool because now people are going to go, you know, employers, potential prospects, partners, referral partners, they're going to go do their due diligence. They're going to go check out your social media, most definitely, you know, and LinkedIn gives you an opportunity, unlike any other platform, to really showcase who it is that you are, who it is that you work with, how you work with them how you differentiate yourself over your competition. And at the end of the day, what's in it for them if they decide to work with you? You cannot do that on any other platform. Interesting. So you're obviously an expert in LinkedIn. What what are the biggest mistakes that people make with their LinkedIn profile or with LinkedIn in general? Well, it's still, you know, I still see a lot of this. People are still treating it like it's their resume. And what folks don't realize is, you know, the people when they come to your profile, they, I mean, you have to have some human to it because that's where people get to know you and like you and see if there's some commonality, you know, icebreakers where, you know, um, you would have talking points. Hey, I saw that you went to such and such college. I did too. What year did you graduate? You know, that get, that's people like commonalities, but even if there isn't anything in common, you know, you, you can see, you know, if they volunteer or what organizations they support um, any major projects they've worked on, their education, things like that. But at the end of the day, the people want to know what's in it for them, yeah. right? And I find that people, all they do is talk about themselves, especially in their about section. It's all about me, 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 me. It's like a bad Toby Keith song. Yeah, nobody, nobody cares. They want to, they want to. <laughs> right? Yeah, they want to know what can you do for them. Right. That's what they want to know, you know, and then. I also find that folks don't realize LinkedIn's a search engine and people aren't treating it as such. Mm, and that's so a good point. You, you, you really need to identify 
keywords that your prospects might be typing in to find you for your product or services to that's going to solve their problems whether it's software or whether it's you know services like i provide or whether it's you know it services or anything like that you know that kind of stuff and if you're not thinking like the prospect and you're just talking about you you're not going to show up in search results no one's going to find you organically right so that's what i find and a lot of people don't realize that you know, I could go on into a whole lot more mistakes, um, but LinkedIn, you know, they've changed and evolved um, their profiles. And as a matter of fact, they just changed a change last week. It's not rolled out to everybody yet because I have some clients that go in their profiles and it's not rolled out to them yet. But they did some definitive changes, you know, so um, and I I don't like some of them and I do like some of them, <laughs> but, you know, um, I have to roll with the punches. Cause right. I don't own the platform. <laughs> so what are some, what are some must haves that, that you, that just everybody listening needs to have on their LinkedIn profile? You must have a good profile photo and a good headline. Um, you must have it all. I'm just going to tell you, but, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you, you really must, I mean, must at the very limit limited. And, and I tell people don't just do the bare minimum. You know, you really need to sit down and, and really craft a really good profile and spend the time doing it yeah. and doing some of the foundation work prior to even, you know, writing your profile. But the the bare minimum, and I hate saying that because I like to do things thoroughly, you know, but you have to have a great profile photo, a great headline. Um, and the headline is not about you and your title. Okay. But you have, you have to good benefit driven headline to your prospect. And then um, you, you need to have an about section that really kind of identifies a little bit about you. You know, how come you're the expert or the authority, right? Um, you know, like a little backstory. Uh, you only get 2,000 characters to do this, so it, it can be challenging at times. But then you need to who define who it is that you work with. So right now you're already pre-qualifying somebody who's coming to your profile, Right. So we're not wasting time trying to talk to everybody. So you right. say who it is that you want to work with. What is it that you actually do for them? What kind of outcomes can they expect working with you? And then without saying, you know, that what you do different for the competition, you kind of take the high road. Tell them how you do it differently. And that's the bare minimum. But I don't like saying that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of these new new gurus, LinkedIn gurus that tell you that's all you need. Uh, that's BS. I'm just going to say it right now. It's BS. That didn't serve anybody because you're going to leave a lot of opportunity on the table if you really don't fill out that profile. And we have we have ways that we do it creatively and we've reverse engineered the way that LinkedIn really, um, it was really meant for. Mm -hmm. And those are some of the, the strategies that we use personally when we develop people's profiles. Okay. So let's say that somebody has their, their profile built out the way that, that you specify. What, what then? How do, how do you actually get leads? Well, um, you know, there's a, LinkedIn is simple, but there's a lot of moving parts and it tends to overwhelm most folks. You know, they're like, well, I don't see how you can only spend, you know, 20 or 30 minutes a day on LinkedIn and generate leads. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the minimum that you should be spending on LinkedIn. I mean, how many day, you know, your sales team, you know, how many hours are they doing cold calls and cold emails, mm, right? Yeah. A day, right? 
probably most of the day. Um, you know, so um, you could spend that time, much time on LinkedIn. Um, you don't need to. You don't need to spend hours, eight hours a day on LinkedIn. But once you craft, a, you know, a, a daily task list, a weekly task list, or a monthly task list, um, we have those too. Um, you know, you start to develop your own little system, per se, and how to stay organized and prospect. Um, then it really doesn't take that much time. You're definitely working 20, 30 minutes, you know, um, a day in LinkedIn. But the one tool that most folks, and they don't want to pay for it, and uh, I get to complain with too expensive. I'm sorry, but, you know, $80 a month is probably the best prospecting tool that you could have is dirt cheap. And that's mm -hmm. Sales Navigator. Sales Navigator? And what does that do? Mm -hmm. Um, that's a, a big prospecting tool. So it's a premium product that LinkedIn has, and it allows you to do so many things. You can uh, filter and find folks. So once you've identified who your prospect is, you can find them by, you know, people, titles. There's actually, I think there's like 30 filters between looking for people and looking for companies. Pretty neat. And if the company's publicly traded, um, you can, you know, uh, find those companies if they have a company page by, you know, what annual revenue and what fortune, you know, they are fortune 50, 100, 500. Um, it's pretty neat. You don't need to use all the filters, but you can, you find people by geography or a radius around a zip code. Um, you can find people by their titles, uh, how big the company, um, you can find people based on how many years in their current position or their past position. You can find people also in groups that you don't even belong to, which is really cool. You can also tag people and you can also use it as a mini CRM. Like let's say um, you find a lead and you know, you sent them a message. You can, you can save notes on a person's profile in your sales navigator and you can set people up in lead lists, accounts or accounts or companies or uh, leads or lead lists for, for people. So you can, you have up to 1500 leads and you don't have to be connected to them. Also, if somebody has an open profile, which means they go into the privacy settings in their regular LinkedIn and open their profile, which I recommend everybody do. That's how people find you, especially on Google. Um, you can message them for free without using an in-mail, um, even if they're out of your network. It's really neat. So if they're a, a good prospect and maybe, you know, they probably, you know, you don't know if they're going to, you know, accept your connection request or anything like that, go send them messages. And when you save leads, Here's a really cool thing. LinkedIn is going to alert you if that lead is mentioned in the news or count, um, if yeah. that lead has changed jobs, if that lead has shared or posted something in the news feed. It gives you an opportunity to message them and stay on their radar. And their people will get curious and then they'll go back and look at your profile. And they may at that point, you know, decide to connect with you, send you an invite or you or accept the invite that you sent them. So, I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, I actually, yeah. with my clients, I do a 90-minute training on Sales Navigator alone wow. on how to use it and stay organized. So, so. yeah, I mean, there, there's so many other questions, but we're almost out of time. But that that sort of a good segue. Where can people find you if they want to, if, if they know that, hey, I do need to get more leads. I do think LinkedIn is the is the right place because my target audience is, is most likely there. Where can they learn more? Well, you can always find me in LinkedIn. Send <laughs> <laughs> okay. me a connection request. Do not forget, you need to personalize and send a note. 
So just say, hey, look, you know, I heard you on Adam's podcast. I'd like to connect with you. I'll connect with you. What and is your then, LinkedIn uh, it's link? Tracy Enan. It's, it's Tracy Enos. And it's okay. T-R-A-C-Y-E-N-O-S. Okay. I was the first Tracy Enos, and now I'm the only one with a photo. Last time I checked. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, and then um, they can also, if if you want to get on my uh, my list to, um, I'm gonna do a little ethical bribe here. If you want to get on my list so that you get you know updated on uh, LinkedIn strategy, new updates, news tips, things like that, um, just go to linkedintopublishing.com. That's L-I-N-K-E-D into I-N-T-O publishing.com. And then I will give you a copy, a digital copy of my best-selling book, LinkedIn, to Pu- LinkedIn Publishing to Profits, as well as my 23-point profile checklist, which I only give out to my paying clients. Wow. Okay. So that's LinkedIn to publishing.com. We'll put that in the show notes. And then also your LinkedIn address is, I, I'm assuming, LinkedIn slash Tracy Enos, E-N-O-S? Yeah, it's LinkedIn actually forward slash in forward slash Tracy. That's right. Enos. Yeah, they put it, they put it in there. We'll put we'll yeah, put did. that in the show notes as well. <laughs> those two links. But uh Tracy, one last question. Any last words of wisdom for our audience uh regarding LinkedIn and marketing? Yes, absolutely. I get this a lot. People feel that they can't use LinkedIn in their business because their business is different. And I've seen just about every industry on LinkedIn, including MLM. But um, LinkedIn can be used for business to um, customer. It's going to take a little longer, a little more time because you got to do a little bit more discovery um, by asking somebody questions. Like, you know, if you're in MLM um, and you connect with somebody, don't obviously assume that they need to lose weight. One guy did that to me and I, I, I gave him a nice little tongue lashing nicely. <laughs> And I can disconnected from him after he sent me a message like, how do you even know? You just insulted me. So, um, oh goodness, I can't believe anybody did that. <laughs> Would do that to anybody. Yeah. Oh, they did. And I mean, how do you even know? I was like, how do you know I need to lose weight based off a of photo or, or even if I wanted to, if I needed to, you know, so you just insulted me. You should ask me questions anyway. So, you know, so don't think that, you know, your business is different. I've seen the gamut on LinkedIn. Um, including Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, hmm. which, you know, you think would be tough. But nope, I see it. I've seen it all. So um, especially if you're in the business to business or B2B, definitely get on that platform and start using it. Look, the world's your oyster. You have 675 million people that you have access to. Get out there and go make some money. Hmm. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Anybody listening, if you would like to see if Tracy can help you with your business, with generating leads through LinkedIn, please reach out to her. Uh, we'll put her two links, the the LinkedIn to publishing.com and then also her LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Uh, but again, thank you so much for listening. And remember, the goal of your business should be to make more profit than last year and to turn that profit into cash that you get to keep. Thanks for listening. The P is for Profit podcast is sponsored by the CFO Project. We help small business owners and entrepreneurs pocket bigger profits. If you're ready to discover the five changes required to boost your profits this quarter, you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Why Your Small Business Might Not Be As Profitable As It Should Be. Register at the CFO Project.com slash video.